Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. ever seen a bearded man chug an entire cup of coffee right before going on the radio? Well, if you're watching on SWX Montana television or on the ESPN Montana app, you certainly just did. You know, I I was kind of in between. Got the coffee from the back. It's not hot. It's not cold. So it's pretty much unenjoyable. (laughs) Besides just right down the hatch, get it rolling. Let's keep on rolling. Welcome in. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport boasts the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can check out that inventory by visiting online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. It's a hot one today. Holy cow. We're running around town today. I'm, we're doing a bunch of projects at the house. I know this is that's kind of the time of year it is for us here in Montana because you want to get it all locked in before the winter. It's so funny. The, the life in Montana is so funny because you want to enjoy the summer as much as you can. But like my brother always teases, you actually only really have 10 or 11 summer weekends out there between Memorial Day and Labor Day. And then you're just... Getting ready for winter, enduring winter, praying winter will end. <laughs> and then back into summer, we're doing a bunch of stuff on the garage, though. And that leads me into then, that's what I want from you today. We have, being a Tuesday, a bunch to get to today. We have our standard Tuesday stuff, Treasure State Stars, highlighting some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. A business angle with Justin Angle. This is one of the best ones we've done. Really, really, really interesting conversation. So stay tuned to that for that. Uh, at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But also, it's Tagliari Tuesday, which means we got a gift card to Tagliari Deli for you. 25 bucks, so you can go check out the best sandwiches in the city of Missoula. I just had a grocery store sandwich right before we jo- jumped on the air, and it was fine, but I was trying to visualize that <laughs> it was tag and, and uh, you know, not just the, the meat and cheese basics. Tagliari Deli located there at the corner of Higgins and Beckwith. Best sandwiches you're going to find in the city of Missoula. But here's what I want from you. I want you to text us throughout the first 45, 50 minutes of the show. We're going to pick a winner towards the end of the te- of the uh, the bottom of the hour, towards the end of the, the 4 o'clock hour. But what are you working on right now? What's your DIY? You got any going on? 406-888-1029. What sort of DIY stuff are you getting into 
we were really working on our garage, sold some of my couches, or at least one of the couches, trying to get rid of a couple other ones. If if by chance you're in the market for some couches, you can text us that as well. We got a couple. They're they're fine. And uh, if you want them, I'll give them to you. Good price. Shameless advertising on behalf of uh, our garage. But either way, what are you working on? 406-888-1029. All entries via text will get you entered to win a little Tagliari Tuesday here for you. Uh, on your ESPN radio. We're going to do our, our normal Tuesday stuff, Treasure State Stars, Tag Tuesday, uh, and a little bit of business angle. We also have the continuation of our senior spotlight. Uh, a young lady I've actually been teasing quite a bit, but she's been a little tough to get a hold of only because she's been all over the place. She's been uh, at some various running competitions, and then she was on her uh, orientation down in Salt Lake City, it's Kylie Hartnett, who has uh, a former Montana Gatorade pl- uh, runner of the year in cross country, a multiple-time state medalist in track and field on a hell on a high, and on her way to the University of Utah to run track and field. Very cool for her. And she'll be our senior spotlight guest about 5.30. And, uh, of course, yesterday, as we always do, we got to... A little long-winded on the, the Big Sky Conference football stuff that we were talking about. So we didn't get to a lot of the other stuff I wanted to talk about. I also went into SWX Montana Television last night, sat down with my great friend Sean Rainey, and we did a, a Big Sky Conference blowout. I mean, it's so funny because we're here on this radio show for two hours every weekday, and... We're actually on the air for an hour and 42 minutes of those two hours. Very small amounts of breaks here uh, in Nuanas now. TV, it seems like when you get a four-minute segment, wow, you actually got to answer the question adequately. Eight minutes? Holy cow. We might have just ate up the whole show. We recorded for 20 minutes last night, so it was like the longest TV bits I've ever I've ever uh, had the opportunity to do. But that was very fun, and it got my wheels turning about a couple other elements uh, and a couple other storylines, a couple other questions we have around the Big Sky in football. We'll also talk a little Big Sky hoops with the release of the schedule. Uh, Andrew Houghton, our producer in the back, and uh, one of our writers at SkylineSportsMT.com. He has a great story. Um up there on Skyline right now on the front page. Uh, picking and choosing a couple of the best games to watch for in uh, the Big Sky Conference basketball world as well. So we'll get to that here uh, right off the top. So there you go. That is your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, ESPN Montana app, or 1029ESPN.com. Those are your best ways to listen to the show live. You can also listen to the show archived on the ESPN uh, Montana app or on the Nuanas Now podcast. And again, keep those DIY texts coming in. What do you got going for this summer? What sort of projects are you working on? It'll get you entered to win some Tagliari Deli, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. DIY projects, questions you might have about the Big Sky Conference, any and all engagements are welcome. So hit us up, 888-1029. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. No show Thursday and Friday. July is just just kind of that time of year. I'm uh, playing a golf tournament on Thursday, Friday. Hopefully, my last two rounds of golf are my rock bottoms because it's the worst I've ever played in my adult life. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what's going on with me. I'm just, I got, the thing is, I'm hitting the ball better than ever before. And I'm just all over the place. I'm hitting it too good. Last time I played, I was, I mean, my approach shots just fly in the green by 10, 15, 20 yards. I just need to club down. Usually, you need to club up. I just need to club down. You don't care, though. Golf stories are like fishing stories. If you're not there, nobody cares. (laughs) So instead, I know what you care about. Big Sky Conference football, a continuation of our Big Sky Conference conversation. The uh, media days on the horizon. Uh, A couple Mondays from now, we'll be coming to you live from Spokane, Washington. So looking forward to that. Our preseason all-conference teams and our preseason polls are due on Friday. 
myself, Andrew Houghton, Brooks Nuanas, uh, a collaboration. A bunch of us at Skyline will have uh, maybe one or even two podcasts for you about the polls, about the teams, uh, between now and the Big Sky kickoff there on July 25th. So stay tuned for that, SkylineSportsMT.com. But we talked about some of the storylines around the league and, and some of the, the pressure cooker situations in the league in terms of programs and coaches and some of the other dynamics that are existing. But it's super interesting because but this is one thing I've been thinking about, Andrew. In a league as big as the Big Sky, trends are hard to say that are absolute. There's not going to be a trend that every program in the league follows because there's there's just too many. And that's one of the fun parts about our roles as especially sports writing. We At Skyline Sports, we try to give you the best of the best in terms of covering the Montana schools first and foremost. But we also really like to write features and analysis and previews about the other teams because the, the roller coaster of a given conference season in football especially before when when Tim Walsh was at Cal Poly, you might play such different styles of football each week. So the ups and downs are pretty interesting. But I I do like to analyze the broad trends in the league. And life is always going to be a pendulum. There's always going to be, you know, a yin and a yang. And the pendulum is always going to swing. And we see it in politics. We see it in sports. In the mid-'90s to early-2000s, Montana took the big sky by storm by kicking it into high gear, throwing for 375 to 400 yards a game. It was already a high-flying passing league. But then the pendulum swung back the other way, and the Joe Glenn and Bobby Houck teams of the 2000s dominated the big sky conference by running the ball right down your throat. Well, Eastern Washington tried to do the opposite of that, and they were able to catch up and then take control as the, the premier team in the big sky conference over the last 10 years by throwing the ball all over the yard. Well, then who follows suit? A bunch of teams. You see Montana State for a moment in time start running the spread. Not not just the spread. Everybody's running the spread now. Montana State was playing, you know, all gas, no breaks, 90 plays a game, up-tempo, all that sort of stuff. You see Sac State, UC Davis, a bunch of teams that are running these multiple offenses. But then we also saw this sort of recent trend of when there was coaching openings Schools going after Power 5 assistants from Western schools that had reputations as great recruiters. That's what Jay Hill was during his time at Utah. He's won five Big Sky championships at Weber State. That's what Troy Taylor, even though it was only for a moment in time, Troy Taylor was the offensive coordinator at Utah, a Power 5 assistant, taking over at Sac State. Chris Ball, he's been all over the West. Washington State, Arizona State, uh, sort of the premier schools that he was at. He's now in Northern Arizona. Jeff Choate, Montana State. It looks like just an in-and-out deal now, but it was a four-season and five-year deal for Jeff Choate at Montana State, and he brought a lot of recruiting prowess there. And you know, Bobby Houck actually was that once upon a time, a Power 5 assistant who takes over at Montana back in 2003, and he's also had some stints, obviously, as a head coach and a special teams coordinator in the Mountain West. But that's why I think that the, what, what we see here now in the league right now, the two things that I notice are, one, even though the Big Sky has pretty much been unable to earn a reputation of anything but a high-flying, high-scoring conference for the better part of you know, 30, 40 years, I think it's the opposite style that has become a high-priority Montana wants it to be their style. Montana State has defined it as their style. Weber State's a rough-and-tumble, run-it-down-your-throat type team. There's also a lot of coaches in the league that have gravitated towards winning with defense, and you see that in the preseason uh, all-conference teams. There's way more returning premier defensive players. But the other thing I think this makes this league so interesting now is when you got guys that come in, like Chris Ball at Northern Arizona is a perfect example with this reputation as a phenomenal recruiter. And then your recruiting classes have a lot of hype behind them. And part of that hype comes from the coach pushing the hype, the program pushing the hype, national outlets writing about your recruiting. But at some point, then it's got to hit. That was the narrative around Weaver State the first couple years with Jay Hill, and boom, then all of a sudden they became one of, if not the best, 
NFL-producing school in the league. You saw it at Southern Utah as well with Ed Lamb. Boom, all of a sudden the recruits start to hit. You got Miles Killebrew and LaShawn Sims and, and uh, Brad Sorensen and guys like that getting drafted. And now we're on the brink there with Northern Arizona. Can they hit? Can they make the talent actually do the thing? Montana State, is the pipeline dry now that Jeff Choate's been gone a year? Or can Brent Vegan bring it in the future? And Montana, they have had exceptional recruiting classes several years in a row. So can they make them hit? So, Andrew, I think that that's just such an interesting part. I think that's why the league seems a little bit unpredictable because we don't really know who the guy can, like Kevin Daniels in Northern Arizona, get into that upper echelon of, of running backs in the league. What does Jay Hill have left up his sleeve? What do the, the coffers look like at Montana State? I think that usually you can point to pretty accurate predictions you can make about a conference, but this conference, because the trend of hiring Power 5 assistants who are slick recruiters has now sort of played out, we, just need, we now need to see. There's a big question mark for what is the talent level going to be like at a lot of the schools that should be competitive in this league. Well, we're seeing the pendulum swing back and forth here, both on and off the field, and that is why it's going to be so hard to predict because, like you said, I mean, we don't really have trends to point to in this league where the league is in a period of transition, both uh, with coaches and with sort of the dominant strategy, as you mentioned. I mean, in, in years past, it was sort of a given that Eastern Washington was going to throw the ball around and that, you know, whichever team had a had a senior or an experienced quarterback and could score points was probably going to be up there. We're seeing the we're seeing the um the composition of the league swing back in a lot of ways this year and we're sort of um in a period of transition and that makes things really difficult. Let's start then with this is actually funny. We talked about all the pressure packed teams or in programs and coaching staffs and all that. I want to start with the team that I actually think is the single hardest team in the Big Sky Conference to get a beat on and to predict. And it's funny to say that because they've actually arguably been the most stable program in the league during the 21st century and certainly over the last 10 or 15 years, and that's the Eastern Washington Eagles. I am a contrarian by nature, but also I I think that the the general public is done a disservice by the media in terms of the force feeding of how paramount quarterbacks are to the success of a football team. Yet I must eat my own words in that premise because I think a quarterback at Eastern Washington is more crucial than any other team, not only in the big sky conference, but probably in all of FCS football, they had They had, yet again, another huge hit at quarterback. Seven different quarterbacks have won Big Sky Conference MVP honors over the last 20 years at Eastern Washington. And several of those guys won multiple. And Eric Berrier, he was about as good, statistically at least, as any of them. So I continue to wonder about Eastern Washington, and I just wonder where they're at as a program which is funny to say because they've had less volatility, a more defined identity, and more consistency among their coaching staff than any other program in the league, point blank period, over the last 20 years. No, that's right. I think that, you know, it comes from a good place, though, because this is the year where it's not a prove-it year, but if this is the year where you would say, well, if Eastern Washington is going to fall off, this would be the year to do it for a bunch of different factors. And, you know, Gunnar Talkington seems to be the favorite to replace Eric Berrier at quarterback. He's been there for years and years and years. I, I think that this is so funny, too, because I've only ever seen Gunnar Tockington come into games twice, and it was both times when Eric Berrier was knocked out against their respective Montana schools for a play or two, and both times he came into games where Eastern's playing in Missoula and or Bozeman. The crowd's going crazy. Berrier just got knocked out, and the kid looks like he's going to just melt down. He, he looks like he's just a deer in the headlights. But that's completely unfair evaluation of this kid. This kid obviously plays Division One football, and he wouldn't have been the backup to Eric Berrier for multiple years if he couldn't play it at least a little bit. And now here he is, redshirt senior, waited his turn, 
and uh, maybe he's going to get his turn this year. Yeah, and those those are tough reps that you're talking about, but he actually has had the chance to get some good reps in games because it's games where they're up 48-7 to in the fourth quarter. I mean, Eastern Washington's had a lot of those games. Sure. So he's had some low-pressure reps in actual games, so we'll see if that helps him or not. I'm kind of skeptical that it will because the way their schedule starts out is just absolutely brutal. That's right. This is the other thing that Rainey and I were talking about last night, and I was actually talking to Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, about this today as well. The schedule is always important no matter no matter what each year in terms of who's going to do what when. But listen to this start for Eastern Washington. And this is why I think that they they might have their backs against the wall. That said, Aaron Best has been very good in that situation since he took over at his alma mater as the head coach at Eastern Washington. But here's Eastern's first six games. They're at home against Tennessee State, okay? You think you're probably going to win that one. They're on the road at Oregon. That's a loss. They are at home to open conference play against Montana State. I mean, coin flip game. But the Cats were better against Eastern last year in terms of holding their offense in check than than I really have ever seen. I mean, Eastern scoring 20 points in a game is like a complete anomaly. Then, how about this? At Florida, hello, at Weber State. So, I mean, you're saying, and then they play Sac State at home on October 15th. So, I mean, you're talking three coin flip conference games against three of the four other best teams in the league, plus dates at Oregon and at Florida. I mean, Best case scenario, you're three and three after that. Yeah, you'd be super happy with that. And Coulter, it's not just the strength of schedule. It's look at these teams that they're playing. I know we talk about momentum, and you know if they go in, if they come in out of that stretch one and five or two and four, the momentum hurts them. But I mean, I'm just wondering what kind of shape they're going to be in after those first five games because you're playing two defenses that will have a huge physical advantage on you in Oregon and Florida, and then what, two top 10 probably defenses in the FCS in Montana State and Weber State? Right. I don't know what their roster is going to look like and right. who they're going to have available after. Well, I mean, those are two of the most physical teams yeah. in the country in the FCS. Actually, they're, they're physical, but also here's the other thing that's really against Eastern Washington. There's a lot of question marks about Montana State, especially on defense, because they, they lose... I mean, some of the best players that they've, they've had. And I mean, this will be my 12th season covering Montana State football. And they had one of the best defenses, talent, man for man, that I've ever seen. I mean, Chase Benson is a rare talent, and he wasn't even one of the guys that got drafted off of the front seven. So, I mean, you lose Benson, Daniel Hardy, Troy Anderson. You do have Callahan O'Reilly coming back, who I think is one of the most underrated players in the league. But here's what Montana State does have. I think that they are in the mix for the best secondary in the Big Sky Conference. Who's the other teams that I think are in the mix? I think the other two teams with the best secondaries in the Big Sky are Weber State and Montana. What does Eastern like to do, though? They like to throw the ball. So not only is Montana State and Eastern going to want to beat you up because of the style they play, especially when they got the ball in their hands, but it's a great point because Montana State's going to want to rough and tumble you. Weber's going to want to rough and tumble you. You also got trips to Eugene and Gainesville. I mean... You could say that Eastern Washington is playing for their playoff lives on October 15th at home against Sac State. That might be an elimination game for Eastern, and that's only their fifth, sixth game of the year. I mean, that Montana State game might be an elimination game for them because that not only is that a huge game for them in terms of conference, they're coming off their bye that week. So they should still be fresh for that week, maybe an advantage over Montana State in that game, and it's at home. I mean, I think if they lose that game, where are they? For sure, and... For as much as Idaho's had a problem getting traction in the league this year, or since they returned to the league, the one team they've always played really well against, I guess the two teams they've played really well against, are their rivals, Idaho State and Eastern Washington. After that gauntlet for Eastern culminates with the, the game against Sac State, then you got to go to San Luis Obispo to play out Cal Poly. You think you're going to get that one, but it is mentee versus mentor with Aaron Best coaching against his, his former boss and Bo Baldwin. Then you got Barney coming to town, Portland State. But then you're at Idaho, at Montana. I mean, this is like a juggernaut. Eastern, with this schedule, Eastern could be a, a bubble team in the playoffs if they go 6-5. and five. But there's they also might be staring at 4-7 and seven without actually regressing nearly that much from what they were last year, which is a quarterfinalist in the FCS playoffs. 
Yeah, I mean, we talk about it all the time. I mean, the schedule determines so much, especially in the big sky. You know, I think I think Gunnar Talkington is probably going to be okay. He's going to be pretty good. He, he's probably going to be a top-half quarterback in the league, honestly. Well, for sure. Oh, and he also has a, a ton of weapons. I mean, the, the one things we know, the things we know are that Eastern will be at least good, if not great, on the offensive line because yep. they just always are. And they'll have just an unbelievable amount of weapons for Tockington because they always do. Well, yeah, and they've got Freddie Roberson, Efton Chisholm coming back. I mean, totally. they have guys who, who pop last year, and you'll know they, they'll have another couple receivers who break out. Oh, they always do. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Colter Nuanas, Andrew Houghton, rapping about the Big Sky Conference football. We're, we always do this. We get stuck on one thing, and then we keep on talking about it. Uh, I want to come back to some of the, the personnel uh, questions a little later on in the show. But the other one I wanted to ask you about, who we haven't talked that much about, is Weber State. Weber sort of assumed quietly the the throne of the Big Sky Conference. I mean, they won or shared five straight Big Sky titles. It wasn't sexy, but they kept progressing in terms of the national landscape as well. You know, that there's always these tipping points for a program, one way or the other. And that game... When they took James Madison down on the wire and they lost 31-28 in the playoffs, then they followed that up with a Final Four appearance in 2019. But then they were a little bit towards the middle of the pack last year. I think Weber is going to be pretty good this year. Where are you at with Weber State? Well, I don't think there's any reason to think that Weber won't be any good this year. I know they fell off last year and they missed the playoffs last year. They finished 6-5. and five. But again, their schedule, I mean, they lost four of their first six and then stormed back to get on the playoff bubble, took a bad loss at home to Portland State that knocked them out. But their other losses last year were Utah James Madison, then by three points to UC Davis, by six points to Montana State. It's a good, I mean, Jay Hill has proven that there is going to be a baseline level of talent on that roster. He's proven that over the last five or six years. And I don't see any reason to discount that level of talent you know, this year, if if you're looking at, you know, a 6-5 and five team last year, I think they're going to surprise some people. I also think that the style that Jay Hill likes to play and sort of the attitude of that program, I think they have an opportunity to be a little bit better as a team that's not a front runner. I think that when Jay Hill can say, hey, it's us against the world, which they did for so much of the first part of his tenure there at Weber... I think that uh, that that's a great dynamic within the motivation of the program. I also think there's another dynamic. I think that Jay Hill had that tag as sort of the rising star in the league, the guy that was going to be there, rebuild it, and then be out. And it's it's a very similar parallel to Travis DeCure at Montana. And I think that what we've seen with Coach DeCure this last offseason in Grizz basketball is I think that he decided to refocus and make it about the team about what he wants it to be about. Get a bunch of guys that want to play defense, that are tough-minded, and that's why you saw this whole roster overhaul. I, I think when coaches are chasing you know, the golden goose that is a Power 5 job, and then maybe that passes them by for a moment, and then they can lock back in and focus on the task at hand where they're at, it, it makes it so that a program could have a little bit of a surge. And so I, I agree. I think that, you know, with the return of Josh Davis at, at running back, you know, 10 million years later, he's finally a senior. Bronson Barron showed flashes uh, as a freshman when he wasn't hurt at quarterback. But more than anything, Weber's had these stalwarts at the specialists, and Jay Hill's one of the best special teams coaches in the league. You know that the next guys up that are probably have just been waiting their turn behind guys like Trey Tuttle, behind guys like Rashid Shahid, who's one of the great kick returners in Big Sky Conference history. You know those guys are pretty talented. We just probably don't know anything about those guys. But if you give Jay Hill, who's a great special teams coach, a great secondary coach in his you know origins, you give him a, a veteran secondary, you know his special teams is going to be good. You give him a, a tough running back, and you got some depth at running back as well. They're always good on the lines. And then maybe you give them that chip on their shoulder where people don't necessarily believe in them as much as Maybe you should for a team that's been to the playoffs six times in seven years. 
I think that, I don't know, I think that that could be a, a good boost for Weber State. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, Jay Hill has earned the benefit of the doubt that the secondary will be good, that the specialists that they have uh, coming up under those guys will be good. And I mean, the the thing about Weber State, and we've talked about Bronson Barron a little bit the last couple of days, Jay Hill has earned the benefit of the doubt that Bronson Barron doesn't actually have to develop into a great quarterback in the big sky for them well, to win right. games because they've been winning games with, you know, good, average, or slightly above quarterbacks for, for years and years and years. This is the thing that I've always been mystified by, though, with, you know, Jeff Choate was probably the primary example of it. Bobby Houck needs to hit on his latest iteration of quarterbacks because it's not as if Cam Humphrey was terrible last year at Montana, but I always thought he was just not quite on brand with the style that Montana wanted to play. Jay Hill's been so good at finding kind of on-brand guy. Jadrian Clark and Stephen Cantwell did not take the big sky by storm, but they knew how to convert third and six. You know, they knew how to to milk the clock down. They knew how to just execute when you needed to move the sticks. And uh, you wonder if maybe that's what's next for Weber, if they can find that guy again. But I also have wondered why, specifically Chota, I always wondered why he didn't go get somebody similar to that. Or like Bruce Barnum's really good at it too, getting guys like Alex Caressa, who, you know, again... They're not Eric Berrier. You know, they're not Dakota Prukop. They're not Dalton Sneed. But they are able to manage a game in a physical fashion. Their toughness shows through. I think that galvanizes the rest of the team. Big Sky Conference Talk here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. We're going to come back to some of this. I mean, who am I kidding? We're going to be talking about this for the next, I don't know, five and a half to six months. (laughs) That's exactly how we're going to roll around here. Up next, though, Treasure State Stars. A couple of guys, one I'm acquaintances with, one I'm good friends with, with some big accomplishments, plus a couple teams, and the opening of one of the great events for amateur athletes in the Treasure State. Our Treasure State Stars featuring some of the best of the best in the state of Montana. Next, keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, a ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. He's new on his now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Thanks for hanging out with us here on your Tuesday. It's a scorcher out there. It's going to be the mid to high 90s all week long. Wear sunscreen. <laughs> I know I sound like your mom, but we had uh, a gal from the uh, American uh, Health Association in here last summer, and she was talking all about keeping your skin protected and uh, it's definitely very important trust me you're gonna you will not regret it it's good for you especially when you're on the golf course dive into our treasure state stars presented by parkside credit union parkside credit union a great place to get a loan in western montana because parkside credit union loves to say yes i always argue that the tears of golf are more extreme than maybe any other sport. And I, I know that like the guys that play at the highest level of soccer in the world or the NBA, I mean, they're so ridiculously good. And they're so much better than almost everybody. But 
the level of golf that I am compared to the normal guy that does, or not normal, not normal, but like people that no, don't play, like people that don't dedicate their summers to golf, I, I'll smoke you. But then I can hardly compete with guys that are actually good amateur, you know, weekday golfers. And those guys can hardly compete with the top amateurs in the state, region, and country. And then those guys can't even come close to competing with guys that are like on the web.com tour. And those guys are getting smoked by the best of the best in the world. It's crazy the levels that occur. Because of this golf magazine gig that I got that I've been uh, hammering on, got an opportunity to play Old Works Golf Course for the first time. We had the pro there on the show uh, when we broadcasted from Old Works in Anaconda. And he was teasing about the United States amateur qualifier that was going to take place at Old Works. Well, they moved the tee boxes back. The course was playing at almost 8,000 yards over the Sunday, Monday of the U.S. amateur qualifier. And Joey Lovell, who's the defending Montana State Am champion, who came on this show last year after winning the State Am, he ripped Canyon River to shreds here in Missoula. Joey Lovell, he did the dang thing at uh, Old Works as well. He goes 69-69. The State Am champion from last summer is headed to the USAM after qualifying at Old Works. So congratulations to Joey Lovell. He got smoking hot yesterday during his round. He was actually five under through 11 holes within the round. He shot 32 on the front. Unbelievable. Four under on the front alone. Then he birdied 11, so he sat at five under. He actually bogeyed on 16 and 17, but still came in with a 69 for the second day in a row. So Joey Lovell punches one of two tickets at the Old Works Golf Course to the United States Amateur in New Jersey next month. That's the acquaintance that I teased. How about my friend, Gabe Ansah? What a fun and cool and heartwarming story this is. I have known Gabe for more than half my life. Gabe came to Missoula from Ghana. He was an exchange student at Big Sky High School when we were, I think we were the freshmen or sophomores, but he's the exact same high school class as me. And he came here to Missoula uh, from Ghana as an exchange student. And I, I remember making friends with him and he was a great soccer player. And I had a couple guys that were soccer uh, buddies of mine. And he was also really good friends with our good friend and friend of this show, Austin Tutel. And so I've always kept up with Gabe. He's always stayed around Missoula. But I remember when he first moved to Missoula, he was just, he had no idea. He, he told me, and this was a great story that Joel Carlson wrote as well for the University of Montana Athletic Department. But Gabe said when he first signed up to be an exchange student coming to America, he imagined that he was going to move somewhere like New York City or Washington, D.C. or Philadelphia. <laughs> and then he gets sent to the heart of the Rocky Mountains, a tiny little town in middle of nowhere, Montana. And uh, I remember he, he didn't like it very much here at first. And uh, he has then made it happen. And that's all to say he's one of our Treasure State stars this week because Gabe has stayed involved in the community here in Montana. He's one of the great... Uh, adult league soccer players in town. He's a phenomenal athlete, great to play pickup hoops with. He's also started his own personal training business, so he's working out with a lot of people around Missoula. And now, this is so cool, and it makes me so happy and so proud to know this guy because this is truly the American dream. He, he capitalized on his opportunity coming to America. He was just hired as, as one of Chris Chitovitsky's assistant coaches for the University of Montana women's soccer team. So Gabe's now a Division One head coach. How cool. I don't know if you're listening or not, my man, but if you are, congratulations. Can't wait to see you again. If you've ever met Gabe, you'll never forget him. He's got the biggest smile, the nicest guy, and uh, such a good family man, loves his kids, and I'm so happy for him that uh, he has made it happen here in Missoula. But Gabe Ansar, Treasure State star number two, because he is the newest assistant coach for the University of Montana soccer team. Well, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, Treasure State Star number three. How about the Missoula Paddleheads? They stumbled out the gates this year. They started, I believe, three and six. They certainly lost four of their first six against the Great Falls Voyagers. And I remember talking about that. I remember talking with Jeff Safford all about that. You know, did they have a hangover from last year's unbelievable debut season in which they rolled through the Pioneer League? Well, since that start. They're flat rolling. 
They've now won nine, maybe ten in a row. They scored 22 runs the other night. And they're sitting here knocking on the door of a Pioneer League championship again. That's nine in a row is what they're officially at. They're 31-10. and 10. They have a full six-game lead with only six games to play. So their next win, their magic number is basically one to win the first half title. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, you didn't think you could really be better than it was a year ago. And then they kind of stumble out the gates. You're like, okay, well, maybe it's not going to be quite as magical of a year. And now the Paddleheads are just cruising. They are hammering the ball. What an offensive onslaught they put on pretty much every night out. Now they're just a win away from clinching that first half Pioneer League title. You can hear all Missoula Paddleheads action right here on ESPN Radio pretty much every single night of the summer. They were off last night, but they have an opportunity to clinch tonight. They're at Great Falls for six in a row. That's the team that they are one uh, that's the team they're directly ahead of, excuse me, in the standings. So any win in the next six games and the Missoula Paddleheads will clinch the first half Pioneer League Championship for the second year in a row. Treasure State Star number 4. The Montana Grizzly Athletic Department for making most of their home games day games. As Bobby Houck and our uh, photographer, Brooks Nuanas always says, football is played at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, most of the Montana home games will be played at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. They have a 2 p.m. kick for homecoming and uh, against Portland State, and they also have a noon kick in Bozeman against the Cats. They have a night game November 5th against Cal Poly in Missoula, and the rest of them, 1 o'clock. Can't wait. Perfect time for football. Thanks to UM Athletics for playing football at the proper time here in the Treasure State. I know a lot of you out there love night games and the kickoffs are variable and it's all about TV stuff. I I got it. I got you. Just from our perspective, it's easiest and most enjoyable for us when the games are right there at one. Gets us in the rhythm. Get the pregame show out of of the way in the morning. Then when the the game's done, you can start writing your stuff, get a, a normal dinner in. Night games are just really hard on the media, and I know that 99% of you aren't in the media, so you don't mind. You like to party, okay, but uh, I like it when the games are right there at 1 o'clock, so thanks to the Grizz for making that happen for us. And Treasure State Star number 5, this is tens of thousands of people because this is such a cool event. The Big Sky State games kick off in Billings on Friday with the Montana Mile, and uh, this is going to be an opportunity for more than 35,000 athletes from across the state and region to participate in this wonderful celebration of amateur athletics. doesn't matter how old you are, what sport you like to do, there's almost certainly something for you at the Big Sky State Games, and I'm happy that they're, they've kept this thing rolling on. Church State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union, one of the best places in Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. What sort of stuff are you working on at your house? What sort of DIY stuff are you doing? How much do you love Tagliari sandwiches? Keep the text rolling in. 406-888-1029. About five minutes to go. We will pick a winner for Tagliari Tuesday. 406-888-1029. Text us what you got going on. What are you working on this summer? Or, you know, anything. Anything and everything. Questions, comments, concerns, any engagements is going to help you. But any DIY projects, that's the initial direction. So that'll get you towards the top of the list to get a $25 gift card to Tagliari. Text us right now, 888-1029. Who are the runners to watch in this Friday's Montana Mile? That's what will kick off the Big Sky State Games. We'll go through the entire field on the men's and women's sides right after this. River City Runners Montana Mile Edition. Next, keep it right here. New on is now ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio Missoula. What sounds better on a hot day than going and sitting underneath a tree in a park with a delicious Sammy? I can't really think of anything. You want us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, Tagliari Tuesday. You want some delicious sandwiches from Tagliari Tuesday? From Tagliari Deli, excuse me. We do this every Tuesday, so I'm just stuck on it. Keep those texts coming in. We'll give you an opportunity to give a couple more. 
1029 by 5 o'clock. We will uh, take all the texts that we've received and we'll pick a winner, but keep them coming. 406-888-1029. Where will you take your sandwich to eat it? What are you working on in terms of your DIY projects around the house now that it's summertime? Or any anything else? Anything else you are interested in or you have questions about? Any engagements? Welcome. 406-888-1029. Got about mm, seven, eight minutes to keep those texts coming in. For your opportunity to win $25 gift card to Taglieri Deli. Let's dive into our River City Runners. It's presented by Zootown Sports Cards. Zootown Sports Cards has a new location in the Stevens Center. Suite 102 is specifically uh, the, the spot you want to go to. It's awesome. They have all sorts of trading cards, sports memorabilia, and the like. So stop on by, go check it out, whether you're just getting back into collecting or you are just starting collecting, you want a new hobby hobby for your kids, Zootown Sports Cards, your go-to spot. The Big Sky State Games gets kicked off this uh, upcoming Friday, the Montana Mile, one of the great events uh, in the state of Montana because it features so many different runners from so many different levels of running, running against each other in a very straightforward race. It's a one mile. Who can run it the fastest? And there's some runners that participate that maybe even the mile isn't their absolute specialty when it comes to outdoor track and field. Maybe they're cross-country standout. Maybe they're a steeplechaser like Duncan, Duncan Hamilton, who is uh, the defending champion uh, in the uh, event and also the reigning record holder as well the outstanding runner from Montana State by way of Bozeman High School by way of Longfellow Middle School as some of the uh, Montana State people like to say but he is the defending champion in the race and uh, he will take to the track to try to defend that. But it, 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 there's also high school runners in this. There's NAIA, Division I, um, former college runners. And so it's it's just a great field. It's a great kickoff to the Big Sky State games. And it's just super fun. So here's what the, uh, the men's field looks like. Not only is Duncan Hamilton trying to best his time of four minutes, six seconds and change. Uh but you also have Levi Taylor from Montana State in the field. He was another one of the outstanding steeplechase runners. Here's the rest of the men's field. Carson Steckelberg, who is going to be a senior at Gallatin High School, one of the best runners in the Class AA uh, rankings. Ace Ackerman, who is currently a cross-country and track and field standout at Montana State Billings. Iva Camonero, who's a former MSUB runner. Jory Anglin, who holds MSU's records uh, in the outdoor 5,000 meters, uh, a former MSU athlete. Brandon Emineth, who won the Class B State Cross Country Championship last fall and also won the 800 meters, the 1,600 meters, and the 3,200 meters this last spring. He's a graduate of Red Lodge High School. Carson Jessup is in the field. He is a 2022 graduate of Montana State Billings, who is an all-conference runner for the Yellow Jackets. Joe Lamb, who's a junior at Montana Western, where he's the school record holder in the 1,500 meters. Ellis McKeon, who's, the, uh, who's an all-Big Sky steeplechase runner at the University of Montana. And uh, Owen Smith, a junior at Montana State. Sam Smith, the Class C cross-country champion in 2020, and also the mile and two-mile champion in uh, 2021. Jackson Strauss, who's a senior at Billings West High School, and Logan Strauss, his older brother, who currently runs at MSUB. So that's a fun field. Duncan Hamilton's certainly the decided favorite, but we'll see if Levi Taylor can uh, push him, and we'll see if anybody else in the in the uh, race can push him as well. On the women's side, a fun field as well. Becca Rickman, who's the defending champion in the event, she's a former NAIA runner of the year 
out of Montana Tech. Montana Tech, a good story. They just started their cross-country program a couple years ago. Becca Rickman has certainly been the face of that program. So she comes in as the defending champion. She will get plenty of chase, though, in the Montana Mile. From Rocky Mountain College's Sydney Little Light, she is the all-time greatest mile runner in Battle and Bears history. She was also the NAIA outdoor champion in the 1,500 meters. That's just almost a mile, 1,500 meters in collegiate track. 1,600 meters is what the mile will be. But Little Light was the uh, national champion in that event at Rocky Mountain College. The women's field also features Sage Brooks, who uh, is a Missoula Hellgate graduate and is currently running at Syracuse. And the rest of the field includes Haley Burns, who was one of the best distance runners in the state of Montana this last year. Uh, She was stride for stride with Kenzie May in a lot of the, the races. Kenzie May also headed to Syracuse and the Montana Gatorade Runner of the Year in cross-country and track and field. Haley Burns out of Bozeman High School. Uh, She was the uh, 3,200-meter champion at the Arcadia Invite this last spring and was a medalist in the mile and the two miles. So she's an accomplished young lady. Mary Fellig, who's the cross-country coach at Billings Skyview. This is fun, right? You have recent high school graduates, current high school graduates, and uh, then Mary Fellig uh, of Billings Skyview. And a couple of the other premier runners in this... uh, event include Odessa Zentz, Helena Highs, outstanding three-time Class AA champion in the 800 meters, seven overall individual titles. So you go, that's your Montana Mile Field, River City Runners presented by Zoo Town Sports Cards. A fun conversation about pretty much all of the things we've been talking about. The overlay between business and sports. The overlay is a collision course right now. Sports is business. Sports are about money. We've been talking about a variety of different elements of this with Justin Angle. Now, sort of a culmination. What does the realignment mean across the board from a business perspective in college football? How is it similar and a parallel to the Live and PGA Golf Tour, the NBA, and everything in between? We discuss on the business angle to get our number two kicked off. Keep it right here. You want us now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 